tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, Minority Report fans, and welcome to episode 3 of the AfterBuzz TV Minority Report After Show. We are covering... Hawkeye, and with me I have the two best of friends, it seems. We have Howard the Third. Hey, everybody. How you doing? What's your Twitter? Oh, you can reach me at, at Howard the Third. And we have Cameron Penny joining the panel this week. Cameron the First. Um, and uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Cameron Penny. And I am Katie Cullen, Lord of the Andals, Sitter of the Iron Throne, and first of her name. And you can, <laughs> that's not the right title, and I don't care. And you can follow me on Twitter at Kiaxet. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. We're also checking the hashtag tonight. That is ABTVMReport. So if you have anything fun to say, if you want to uh, join in the conversation, tweet, uh, tweet us at that hashtag. So what did you guys think of tonight's episode? Well, um, I have to be honest, this was the first time I actually watched the full episode. I've been DVRing and trying to go back to catch everything since I was just added to this panel. I want to thank everyone for allowing me to be here. Of course. But it was mm-hmm. great. I was like, what? if the future is going to be like that, I need to live longer. <laughs> because the times we live in right now are not nowhere near what I see on that show. Well, supposedly 50 years, so... Yeah, because what, what, what year is it actually ha- happening? 2065. Oh, I'll be dead. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I won't be around. I don't think I want the details for that one. I'm, I can yeah. see it. I premeditated yeah. uh, I premeditated my own death. Like, I won't be here by 2065. Okay. Howard, what did you think? <laughs> I mean, it was a pretty good episode. I'm so excited that we finally get to see Agatha, the sister, and her character like evolve a little bit more like she's pretty evil she's scary Agatha I feel like is a silk sheath with one hell of a blade underneath (laughs) because you think she's this really sweet caring person and cares about her brothers and then you see her just utterly pull the rug out from underneath a man let's let's talk about this first let's talk about Agatha and Charlie first because Agatha is still having her visions that the precogs are going to wind up back in a milk bath, if not if not for reinstating pre-crime, then for some other more secretive division, and that Vega is going to be part of that. So they, she wants someone on the inside of the government, and she winds up manipulating some guy who lives on, they're calling it the Island of Misfit Toys. <laughs> I love Arthur's name for this island. Every episode, he's got a new one. So she manipulates a man named Charlie and essentially foresees, oh, yeah, well, you're going to take your bag and you're going to leave tonight. You're going to do X, Y, Z and Theta. And she takes his money because evidently only criminals accept cash anymore. We are in a truly cashless society, evidently. (laughs) 
And she just manipulates the hell out of him, tells him, well, if you go and live with your sister, they've already been tipped off, and you know you'll be shot. And if you go here, then this will happen, and your friend will betray you. And you can't go back to Chicago because you were part of this company, and you embezzled X amount of million dollars from them. So what can you do, Charlie? <laughs> Agatha is the devil. She is. She kind of is, and you it's kind of amazing. You can see in her eyes. Yeah. I mean, she talks, she's the type of woman that will get you to cheat on your wife, because she'll have you feeling so guilty and just give you the whole eye thing and you like okay what well, I'm under your spell but um that she was wrong I mean she's good for what she for the story for being the villain I would give her that I wouldn't actually call her the villain for this one okay yeah. because she's she's Charlie's personal villain that's yeah. for sure and he's made more than one mention of people on the island think you're a witch. People on the island think you're the so, devil. People on the island exactly. are extremely superstitious, yeah. They're right. evidently. <laughs> They're all right. I'd say that she puts her family above everything else. Yeah. Because the government has very much screwed her over. I agree. And so what does she have left? Her brothers. So protecting her brothers is going to be priority number one. And whoever she has to marionette to get there is collateral damage as far as she's concerned. So, like I said, there is one hell of a blade underneath a very, very nice suite going to take care of your horse's exterior. <laughs> yeah. Great. I know. I love it. I think that, like, I just love her being evil. But it's not really like, like you said, it's not really her being evil. She has a very overprotective sister. And, you know, as siblings, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, but she's... She's doing some deceitful things right now. Yeah. And, and the way that she broke down every one of his next moves was kind of spooky. Like to the point where he couldn't do nothing but drop the gun. And now he's, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what's going to happen next with that, with yeah. that story. Oh, yeah. That's a, this is an interesting story to watch. They're, they're getting very good at weaving the plot threads together. And again, mm -hmm. this is only episode three. Right. Yeah. And we already have this much promise for the series. Mm -hmm. So I'm very intrigued as to see where the story with Charlie and Agatha will go because mm -hmm. she straight up said she wants someone on the inside. Right. And Arthur, we've seen, sets people up with fake identities. Yeah. So where are they going to put Charlie and how are they going to keep him on a leash? Yeah. Yeah. I see... Like, in the future, I kind of see Charlie double-crossing her, though. It's something about him. I know we only got, like, a little bit, like, five seconds of him, but I feel like he's going to turn on Agatha. Like, somewhere down the line, he's going to turn. He's just going to be bad. Well, he already showed that he embezzles money, and he has some True. sneakiness to him. So, I'm sure once he finds an opening to get up un from under her spell, he's mm -hmm. going to take it and run. But, she'll probably premeditate that, too, and say, <laughs> hey, listen, I know what your next move is. So, he's, he's under her spell. He can't do anything. Well, and she's keeping him there via fear, is the thing. That's the and word it's I entirely need. possible that her putting him in whatever position she puts him in, mm -hmm. we don't know yet, is what makes her vision come true. Mm -hmm. Because we got Ooh, this last. I was, okay. Yeah, I like <laughs> that. I like that. Because we did get the statement, I think it was last episode, that pre crime only worked because they sold the lie that the future was set in stone. Mm -hmm. True. So she has this vision that she's acting off of, but it's not necessarily going to happen. Point. Thank you. Yes. I have points. <laughs> I know. Drop smite. She's done. I'm sad. I'm just, I'm going to start keeping a little tally. No, that's, a great, that's a good point right there. Yeah. That was a great breakdown. Again, we just don't know. Yeah. And neither does she. She's got the advantage over him, but she may have just created her worst nightmare. Damn. 
See? <laughs> exactly. I mean, I didn't even say anything. Like, I that's know. Like, I'm, she just said Can we get everything. the next week? I need to get the next week <laughs> now. Like, can we fast forward that? So back to the A plot. Okay. <laughs> because that was just the B plot, and we're already sitting here going, give us more. We yeah. want yeah. more. Tell us. <laughs> Back to the A-plot, we have our opening scene is seeing Mr. Mark Macero, who is the head of a tech company called Narcissus, which is not a super promising name for a tech company. If uh, you, you work in techs outside of here, right? Yeah, I, I do do tech support. And that's and why wouldn't that be a good My company? Name? Well, if you know anything about Greek mythology, Narcissus is not something you want to name yourself uh, after. For those of you who need the primer, he was an extremely attractive man who I need to go back and reread the myth again. But essentially, he wound up falling in love with his own reflection, and the gods went, oh, okay, this is fun, and turned him into a plant. I've heard so, that story. I didn't know yeah. that, that was his name, though. I never heard it. Yeah, that, that is the... I thought he loved himself to death. He just... Essentially. Uh, yeah, that is the... Essentially, the bottom line for Narcissus is a very extremely self-absorbed, self-centered person to the point where there is a neurological disorder named after it. So you don't really want to name yourself after Narcissus. And it's kind <laughs> of worrying that this tech company took this name and then their slogan, I don't know if you guys saw this on the poster, was, we put the I in team. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> like, for one, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And for another, really, guys? Really? <laughs> So he's the head of Narcissus, and he gets pulled over, essentially, off the freeway because he's been flagged by Hawkeye, which is this program that they've been talking about for the past two episodes, that it's essentially a technological stand-in for pre-crime. We get an explanation of it early on in the episode. It doesn't predict the future, but it flags patterns of behavior mm -hmm. and flags people as potential risks, and the... Um, we're going to be talking about suicide a lot this episode, guys. So if that's a problem, you may want to tune out now. Just saying. <laughs> Sensitive subject. The um, the person that it flags, as an example, is someone who was standing anxiously in a subway station for 20 minutes and then jumps in front of a train. And uh, Vega brings up the point, okay, so are we going to arrest people for being anxious now? Like, how does this work? Mm-hmm. And it's very much touching on the idea of a police state. How far is too far? Someone acts oddly and they're under surveillance for 48 hours. Hawkeye, we get this a little later, supersedes doctor-patient confidentiality. Yeah. Which is a huge thing that the law right now right. can't go over. Yeah. yeah. So this is kind of terrifying as a program. You know, with the world being so scary and, you know... um, people walking into schools and colleges and stuff shooting i like the hawkeye i think it's it's necessary to monitor certain people but if you you know like me i'm a pacer so i could walk around the block four or five times but i don't need them invading on my life but if you want to watch me you can go ahead but um the guy who jumped into the subway and then flagging mark was flying on the freeway so his all his um his actions led to Hawkeye following him for a reason. It wasn't just because he's working for the company. He actually led to the actions. But you also have to step back and look at the NSA parallels that we have now. How much is security and how much is freedom and what are you willing to sacrifice for what? 
You can have one or the other, but it seems like you can't well, have both. I was in the military, and when they mm-hmm. introduced the Patriot Act, you know, everybody was like, oh, my gosh, they're invading my privacy. But if you're not doing anything and you don't have anything to worry about, it's just like live your life. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's just when it gets to to people who are shooting schools and having these bad behavioral patterns and, you know, kids bullying. I mean, it is necessary for some, so that, that should be a focus, but... Like I say, don't do the wrong, but like I said, if you don't have anything to hide, you shouldn't have anything to worry about. If you don't have anything to hide, the government shouldn't be watching you. That's my point. I mean, but they have to find out first. And this is where we dig into some really interesting I know, issues. With this. And we could spend the whole episode unpacking those issues. Yeah, we haven't taken the show to the side and get right yeah. to politics. Let's like, have a debate right, right now. now. <laughs> Excuse me, we're about to go at it right now. I'll be the mediator. Yeah. I got you. Sorry, Howard, who side are you on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to put you in the middle like that. I will <laughs> ask for third, your thoughts no. on it, though. I'm the mediator. I mean, you guys, I could just sit back and just wa- listen to y'all because <laughs> she's good, though. But the audience, the audience is out there. We want you actually on the panel. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess. I have a little, my little two cents in there somewhere. I don't like the government watching like that. I wasn't really a big fan of the Hawkeye. But, I mean, if it saves lives, then, of course, I'm all for it. And it will be interesting to see if we have these other consultants, because this is starting a program where they partner a civilian Hawkeye consultant with a member of the police department. Mm. And as it turns out, for the purposes of our show, that winds up being Dash's cover, so he can actually work with Vega and have it be on the up and up. But I'd like to see how it works for someone that isn't our protagonist. I would love to see the little side story for Mm -hmm. an actual, legit Hawkeye consultant and a different detective, and see if it works as well as it does with our precog, because he's kind of gaming the system a little yeah, bit. He, yeah, he he has a head start on anybody <laughs> else for the fact that he's one of the people who can visualize murder happening. And, um, yes, I, I like that. I mean, you know, when this, this lady, I just <laughs> right? I, you know, she has makes all the points. But, you know, when we was watching the show, she was like this the whole time, like... I have she lots of it. notes. <laughs> Half of them are in caps lock because nah. this show, man, this show. Yeah, because, you know, we don't have, it's only three episodes in, so we don't have so much to go off of because we're still yeah. wanting and waiting for the next because we need more content. There's still world building. Yeah. At this point, if you see some of the um, advertisements, some of the stuff they're putting out on Twitter, there's a lot of stuff in world saying after precog's gone down, crime has risen 500 percent, and yeah. police brutality mm-hmm. has risen 118 percent, and murders have risen however many percent. So this is a society that, for an amount of time, got used to pre-crime and is looking for a way to replace it, and they're looking to Hawkeye to do that. And the question now is, how much, how many freedoms should it have? How far should Hawkeye be able to go? Because, again, superseding uh, doctor-patient confidentiality is huge because that's supposed to be sort of your last line of defense. We live in a scary, scary society. And as technology grows and science grows and people get smarter, I kind of like the Hawkeyes because you just never know what anybody could do at any given moment. You know, when I first moved to L.A., I was on the subway every day and you'll be on the subway and then somebody will be over in the next subway stabbing somebody. I mean, you, you know, 9-11, it's just at any given moment, anything can happen. And I'd rather be safe than sorry. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I enjoy. I think if the hot guy is going to save the lives, then let's have it. I just think, like you said, the whole HIPAA law type of thing where 
I don't want my doctor speaking about our things, you know? I just, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with it, but I like Hawkeye pretty much. (laughs) Well, they follow, as a black guy, I've been following my whole life and and haven't done anything. So to add another technology is, I guess we have to get used to that too. True. And Mm -hmm. I I can't speak from that point of experience. (laughs) I can speak from the experiences of being a woman and being followed for entirely different reasons. Get over here. Sexy. Don't even start. You know how they <laughs> don't, don't, I That's will, how they be. I will throw you out that door. Don't even start. <laughs> we, we actually talk about that on Blind Spot quite a bit. But yeah, this, this show brings up a lot of issues. We're looking mm-hmm. at the NSA parallels here. Mm-hmm. We're looking at mental illness, which is another one, a really big part of this show yeah, because as it turns out, our Mark Macero, who is eventually going to kill Trevor Malone, who is a, just some guy that none of them know. Yeah. He has absolutely no connection to him. This is just one of those road rage incidents that occurs. Has been seeing a therapist, Dr. Dem- uh, Donald Emery, because evidently once he got into Narcissus and got promoted, he freaked out. Could not handle the pressure, was terrified of everything, possibly very high anxiety. We don't know, but he was terrified of diseases. He was terrified of travel. He was terrified of failure. He was extremely shuddered. Because he was just afraid of the world. His wife cheated on him, everything. Mm-hmm. And that will definitely feed into it. Even though his wife was very upfront about this was the thing, it occurred, we need to get past it. Like, I screwed up, let's mm-hmm. talk about it. It wasn't like it was some long, illicit affair. Yes. It was poor judgment at one point. But that doesn't help. Hey, you cheated <laughs> on me, and I'm already having issues in my brain. This is an issue. It's still going to be bad. So evidently they have neurological therapy in this future that allows you to essentially rewire someone's brain. So that is putting a lot of trust in your doctor and in a piece of technology to make things better. That's something I wouldn't agree with, though. Really? Yeah, don't mess with my... I mean, unless it's for like a patient or maybe Hawkeye studies somebody who has a, a very bad pattern and it, I don't know. I, you can't trust technology. Like you, some things you gotta let God handle, mm-hmm. and some things you gotta let man handle. And the brains and hearts and stuff like mm-hmm. that is like that's that's from the Lord, and you gotta leave it alone. But because when you mess with it, you have to deal with the repercussions. And you see what happened to Mark. They started messing with his brain. He's thinking about committing suicide. He's driving erratically. He doesn't even know what's going on to him. And that's what. And that's a good point with autism. You know, a lot of these kids mm-hmm. lately, what happened? It wasn't big when we were little, but now they're giving these kids these shots at a young age. I got that from Donald Trump. I mean, I'm not voting for Trump, but, you know, he he, he does make some good points every now and then. <laughs> but, you know, you just don't know. You can't trust the doctors. You can't trust a lot of people out here. And she's like, who invited this guy? Before we get into the do vaccines cause autism thing, because one, that is not on topic, and two, that has been debunked. They don't. Okay. That's... Little off topic, we're going to steer it back on because another thing that this episode really deals with, again, is mental illness. And I'm neurotypical. I can't speak from that experience. But it is something wrong with the brain. And that's where your antidepressants, your bipolar medication, etc., they come in to fix something that isn't wired correctly. And so we have a piece of technology that can evidently do that in place of pills and evidently would take care would circumvent side effects. So we're doing now with medication, with trial and error, 
what this machine is doing in this fictional future. And yeah, we have a situation where we have a crooked doctor who's being paid off by Mm. someone who wants this guy out of the way. But again, I have to wonder, how was this technology invented? How was it tried? What are our non-protagonist uses of this technology? Has it worked widespread for other people? Is this a cure or a therapy (laughs) for mental illness that we have there? So many questions, right? (laughs) <laughs> Tons of that. I love the world building. <laughs> yeah, I do. And you can't even answer them because we don't know. Exactly. We just have to continue to watch the show and then figure out where they take us. But go ahead. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I think it would be pretty cool if they did do like an episode with a little bit of background in there. Like, yeah. okay, I built this. I built that. You know. For reason, yes. Yeah. Yes. So we would know kind of where their mindset is a little bit more. Good job, Howard. <laughs> I want the world Bible for this series. I mm. want to sit down and be like, NBC, here's I mean, the Fox. politics, exactly. here's the this, here's the that. I just, I want to be able to sit down and immerse myself in the world and we get some of that yeah. following our protagonists. Right. But it doesn't answer all of my questions. Right. So we need Fox to just give us a little, a little dictionary, you know, on the website, <laughs> like a little Special section. features. Yeah. Right. So we can be like, oh, okay, so they got this from that, that from this, you know. But I guess it's how they get renewed for a new season. They keep everybody guessing and wondering. Yeah, seriously, watch it on Hulu, watch it on their website, <laughs> okay. watch it, DVR it. Yeah, guys, we want the numbers to stay up for this series. We're really, really great enjoying show. it. Great show, great show. And high-tech shows on Fox kind of have a history. So let's Uh-oh. support the show, one. guys. Support the show. We want to keep watching really this. Megan is looking good as ever. I said that. I'm, I'm happy to see... Um, uh, Vel- v- was- Wilmer? Vilmer. I don't know why I want to call <laughs> him Vladimir. I don't know why I want to call Vladimir. him that. Valderrama, right? Yeah, yeah. Valderrama. That could be it. <laughs> so we're all definitely enjoying the show, yes. Yeah, but I definitely, we definitely need a dictionary of what's really happening, why was this was invented, and why was this in place, and why this... Per- yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Background yeah. stories. Before we swing back into the events of the episode, let's uh, talk a little bit about iTunes. If you watch After Buzz shows, if you watched last week's episode, you know the spiel, but we're going to continue to do it. Thank you to everyone who has reviewed the show so far. We love you guys. We love you. So much. And it really helps us. It helps, you know, we want you to support the show, and we'd like you to support us so we can stay on the air, too. And you can support us by subscribing and commenting and liking the videos on YouTube, and especially by subscribing to the podcast on iTunes, rating us, leaving reviews, all that fun stuff. Because if you rate us, if you leave us reviews, if you tell us that you like us, that lets our bosses at the studio know, hey... People are really enjoying them talking about this crazy future show. We'd like to continue to hear them talk about this crazy future show. So we should continue to have an after show for Minority Report. In some cases, it also might help us book guests because they see that people are really enjoying this and they want to get it on the party. So rate us, leave reviews. We love you for it. And next week, if we have reviews, I will pull them up and I will read them on the show. So get your reviews in. iTunes takes three or four days to post them, so get them in soon. (laughs) And you will get a shout-out on the show. So, yes, rate, comment, subscribe. We love you for it. And uh, one thing I love about AfterBuzz, aside this new beautiful studio that we're in lately, is the app. I've downloaded the AfterBuzz app, and it's a lot more easy for me to watch it on my phone. Oh, yeah. The app has everything centrally located, all the videos, all the shows. So it's available iTunes and uh, Android Store, I believe. Yeah. Mm. So, yes, do the thing, win the stuff. 
Swinging back into the episode, let's talk about Arthur a little bit. Mm -hmm. Because we had a lot of interaction with Arthur this episode, and I'm actually starting to like the guy. (laughs) Is it because he's cute or what? (laughs) Because he has a personality aside from biggest dick in the universe. Oh! So, I'm actually starting to like him. We got some family bonding time with him and Dash. Yeah. We got him actually working with Dash in some capacity, and we got a lot of his talking with Agatha. And we actually had him tell Dash today that, yes, Agatha had this vision. She doesn't want to tell you, but I'm telling you, your detective friend is part of it. They want to put us back in. And Dash doesn't believe it, but that's Dash. He'd like to see the best in people, and Arthur very much sees the worst. I've got a quote written down from him. There's a worst in everyone dying to get out. Arthur is a typical big brother. You can see his very being protective and caring for Dash, but still, he still wants to be the boss and still be the big brother who, you know, leads the pack. And I think, because even Agatha could be manipulating him. Possibly, to, yeah. yeah to, to, for Megan, because she know Megan has a, I mean, not Megan, but, you know, Vega. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there could be some gameplay, but we have to watch. We'll have to find out. And what intrigues me is that we got the rule that precogs cannot see their own futures, Mm. yet Agatha can see this vision for all three of them. And that's what I find interesting. Mm -hmm. So who's seeing her vision? She's kind of just by herself. Like, she can see their brothers, but nobody can see hers. Like, So what if she, whatever she sees, like, how is she going to see Dash's vision and Arthur's vision, and then what if it's really her who's like the bad guy at the end of the show. Like, what if it's really, she's the one who put him in the milk bath? Because she is seeing a milk bath for three, and Mm -hmm. we got the piece of information that she becomes the person whose future she's seeing. Mm -hmm. So she's probably seeing it from one of her brother's eyes. We just, again, we have no details. Let me ask this question. Why is Agatha so distant? Why is she not a part of the, uh, the, the, um, the team? That's her particular choice. She wanted to remove herself from everything. And that was initially where they sent the brothers as well. Okay. They put all three of them on the house on the island of misfit toys. And Arthur went, no, I can turn a profit for this and became (laughs) a real estate broker. Mm -hmm. And Dash decided he wanted to help. So they both returned to the city for different reasons. And Agatha just went, nope. Yeah. I am done with this. For good reason. I see. Well, she's definitely the villain to me so far. Yep. Really? Yeah. I would call her the villain because just, you know, the the game she played with Charlie, the stuff that she's telling Arthur about Vega, um, she's setting up something big. Yep. I would put her as true neutral on the alignment scale, actually. I wouldn't peg her as evil. Because people do terrible things to protect the ones they love. I don't know that it necessarily makes her a villain, but it does make her very protective of the family that she has. The family that has already been seriously maligned by yeah, this world. Yeah, I, I give you that. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. Well, it's, you know, a long season. No, she's the villain. <laughs> <laughs> she's the villain. I mean, but you know what? She can end up saving everybody at the end of it and be like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. it was Arthur who was really the bad guy. I so, think, you know. <laughs> no, she's setting something up for her. She's got, that's why she has Charlie in there. And I think she's telling the brother something because I think in my little, you know, little head over here, I think she's going to be the one at the end, in, not inside the milk baths, but helping Vega, helping Laura. Like, it's going to be all of them. You think she'd throw her brothers under the bus. I really do. 
Well, she I honestly do. It's something about her. I just don't trust her. I, I think she's either. somehow lying to um, Dash. I know she's trying to protect him, mm-hmm. but you know, we all have somebody out there who wants to protect us. And, but she's jealous <laughs> but, of him and Vegas' relationship. Exactly. She's out there on the island by herself. Who's she talking to? Like, she's fixing horses and being by herself. She probably wants to be in the city, but since she's the oldest one, she's like, oh no, let me keep on the straight face. She's gonna be the one at the milk bath with Vega. I'm and she's you. manipulated Charlie, and Charlie, she could have Charlie do something on her behalf. I don't know that she's manipulating Charlie as much, but I think she thinks that Charlie is a little savvier about the world. And again, probably because he is a massive pessimist about people. I give you that. And Dash wants to trust them and wants to help them. It's optimistic. And it's also somewhat naive for someone who has seen that many people die horribly. Yeah, right. But we did have bits, again, in the first episode where she's trying to convince Dash to come home. She wants him out of the city. Mm -hmm. So I don't... something up. I don't necessarily <laughs> buy that she's evil. I think she just wants to be done with the outside world and can't understand why her brothers still want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. I think she'd be perfectly happy on the island with her brothers, just them as a little family, know, not having to do with else. She's going hard for her over there. <laughs> we are, we're going to have to see this one. This is going to be a good yeah. season right here. I know. I also don't think we get an answer before the end of season one. Uh, I do. I, I agree with you on that. I think that Minority Report has set up a very, very long game for this. Because we don't have a time frame for her yeah. visions. We get very, very mm-hmm. quick turnarounds mm-hmm. for Dash and for um, Arthur. But we don't have a time frame for yeah, Agatha. Exactly. And it doesn't show them a lot either. So, wow. Yes, you're right. And we're also not seeing... They said that they see murder because they see the two opposing forces... Which is why they don't see suicides, which is why it's odd later on that Dash sees Mark committing suicide. So the fact that she's getting this vision, it has to be two opposing forces at some point, Mm -hmm. but there doesn't seem to be a murder involved. So why is she seeing it? Hmm. Things that make you say, hmm. She's seeing it for a good reason. She's seeing it because she's got to be involved. That's why. I want the rules of this world. I just, <laughs> yeah. I, I want them laid out. Tell me how it works. There you go. That's pretty much it. But I like his response because she has somewhere she's involved some and somehow. Well, she's seeing herself get thrown back in a milk bath too. That's that's terrifying. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> she might be in the milk bath, but she might only be there for a little bit. I mean, we... We don't know, of course, but her and Vega are just up to something. I just secretly believe she's evil. Would you have pegged her as this if we didn't see her manipulating Charlie this episode? Did you think of her like this at the end of episode two? No. Well, she kept talking about telling Arthur about, you know, Vega's going to set you up and Vega this. It's like, why? I mean, you know, Vega's been very... I mean, she hasn't, you know, just because she's making good, she hasn't shown any type of villain in her to me or any type of shysty or shadiness. True, but she also joined the force because precog. Right. And she just missed it ending. Well she wants to save lives. She right. wants to be uh, the good girl. That made him good, I mean, you know, just, you know like that. <laughs> but yeah, she wants to be, you know, the the superwoman. And it seems like um Agatha wants to be Lex Luthor. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I would not peg it that way. I know. That's, the, I'm intrigued. After the end of episode two, I didn't think Avika was evil at all. But this episode here, episode three, she's showing us her true colors. 
That's so we're seeing this in some very different lights then, and it will be interesting to see how this plays yes, out. Yes, very interesting. So we've got quite a bit of technology going on in this episode. We have quite a bit going on, and let's let's talk a little bit more about what happens with Mark. Because he went in for therapy, and we find out that his doctor is crooked and has been paid off by someone else at Narcissus. Again, I don't trust the company name. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants Mark's job? Who wants the CEO to step down? And it's made him, it's messed with his frontal lobe. It's made him extremely impulsive. It's made him almost unable to understand that his actions have consequences and if you mess with the frontal lobe it can do a personality 180 there have been historical proof of this it's happened before and have you guys heard any of the stories no (laughs) i haven't there's a story from several few decades ago they were working on the railroad that a guy got a railroad spike driven through his skull didn't kill him. Wow. Messed up the frontal lobe. Completely 180'd his personality. He was entirely mellow before this. He was a pretty chill guy. After that, he was picking fights all of the time. He was up in everyone's faces. And so if you mess with the frontal lobe, again, we're still not sure how the wow. brain works. Well, yeah, that's a lot of thing with football and concussions. Oh, yeah. You know I mean? They get hit so hard. You see a lot of suicides after football, a lot of um, physical abuse, domestic violence. Mm-hmm. From that brain being boggled around because, you know, the brain is a, it's, a, it's very sensitive and any type of alteration to it, you can, like you said, it could be a whole 180. Yeah. And again, we're fast. still not 100% certain now how the brain works, which mm-hmm. is why this technology that rewires it is so interesting. Yeah. Because physical damage, neural damage, um, again, this is what we're trying to fix with pills and brain surgery mm-hmm. and whatnot, and now they have this technology in the future. Mm. And it's only been 50 years, and having precog certainly <laughs> didn't have anything to do with mental health technology. Yeah, it's scary, <laughs> man. It's, it's scary to be able to have someone have the technology to go in and mess with your brain and try to fix it. It's like, if it's gone, sometimes it's just gone. But We're already doing that. <sighs> just with slightly more invasive. <laughs> slightly more primitive. <laughs> So we have that. So we have Mark, who has had his brain messed with and is driving to essentially a race and a car show, and he goes with his buddies. And that's where this murder takes place, because evidently, coming around the corner, he nearly knocked off Trevor Malone, who was riding on his bike. And let's be real, when you're driving a car, you don't want to deal with bicyclists. No, not at all. And it's... Stay in your lane. (laughs) The problem is they don't have a lane sometimes, and they have to follow. The, <laughs> yeah. They have to follow traffic, but they can't keep up with the speed of cars. It's it's kind of a rough place to be. Yeah. And so, evidently, Mark nearly hit him earlier up the road, and now that his car is having trouble and he has to stop and fix it, Trevor comes up and gives him what for. Gets really angry at this guy who nearly killed him with his car, which deservedly so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't know that Mark is little bit unstable and it turns into a fight and thankfully they show up before we get the killing curb stomp (laughs) and so it saves trevor's life and he winds up on charges of aggravated assault right at which point we get a twist to this episode because usually they stop the murder okay everything's cool and then we get a gift from the uh, doctor that's been working with Dash. It's a little, it's kind of an Apple Watch. Yeah, it looks like a Fitbit, rather. <laughs> Fitbit, there you go. It looks like a Fitbit, but 
the surgeries take on the form of seizures, 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 I can word, <laughs> when they come, which is uh, preceded by a temp, by a spike, wow, by a spike in body temperature. <laughs> I can do words. It's it has been a very long day <laughs> and a very good episode with a lot to talk yeah. about. So he gives him this little wristband that can detect that spike. It's almost like having, you know, a seizure dog, a medical pet companion, except it's on his wrist. And that can give him 30 seconds notice for when he's going to have a vision. And it goes off and he has another vision and he sees Mark committing suicide. And that's when we get that really interesting, you don't see suicides, you see the opposing force, right. and that's what brings that it up. Twist. Uh-huh. So it's someone manipulating him into committing suicide, and luckily they get there quickly enough to stop it. But they bring in the doctor, and then they wind up bringing in the co-worker, because as it turns out, the doctor had been paid to manipulate Mark's brain into this incredibly damaged state, so that after everything happened he was ready to kill himself because he didn't think it could be fixed so we end with the assault charges being dropped with everything being okay and we have um wow we have dash continuing to work with the force as a consultant from hawkeye right we also have an interesting little character moment for one akila knows yeah yeah which is good i'm glad she knows because she's the best friend i mean you tell your best friends everything so it's Good, she knows, you know. She's a great character. I love her. She is. I do. But wait, sorry. What is that thing on her face? I think it's makeup. <laughs> oh, because I was like, what? Is it a mask? Or because it's like an eyebrow extended? Then on her cheek, to... right? Like, yeah. 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 What is, honestly... I need an episode for just, just for that. I need them to do a background episode <laughs> to explain what is that on her face. <clears throat> I think it's probably some fashion trend. But oh. it reminds me of athletes who put the tape in certain yep. places. To, yeah. Exactly. That's what it looks like to me. And I'm sure that's not it. And yeah. you could probably tweet the actress and say, hey, is that just a makeup decision? Or a, yeah. answer me this question about your character. <laughs> so if anyone knows, I mean, tweet us. Let us Please know. We would do. love to find out. And we have um, Vega's supervisor, former partner, whose name I cannot remember to save my life. That guy. Oh, yeah, I remember him. Wilmer's character. You know, that guy. Yeah, I I cannot remember his name. I'm (laughs) thinking Bruce, and I know that's not correct. So, you know, guys, tweet us, put it it in the comments. Cannot remember that man's name. Brings in Dash and essentially meets with him and says... Vega is known for coloring outside the lines. If she does anything, let us know. Snitch. Trying to get him to be the snitch. A hundred percent. Because, you know, he's he's an outside person, right? He doesn't know the department politics. He'll be able to <laughs> not having any idea that Dash has been working with her already. Yeah. So it's interesting both sides trying to play the middle here. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, do you guys have any final thoughts on the episode? I mean, Wilmer's ep- character is a little... You know, got to watch him too. You never know. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that he's the bad guy, but he's definitely on the on a side. I don't oh, know. Yeah. What, I don't know what side he is yet, but uh, his own. 
And uh, when he brought Dash into the office, why is Dash so always so nervous and so like he doesn't know how to people he, exactly? He's yeah. just so like I like whoever that actor is doing a great job because <laughs> everywhere every scene he's like, dude, don't you know? If you premeditate and you see these many murders, you know to be calm in certain situations, and every situation he's fluxed or out of character. But, but I guess that's what they want. He's only ever seen murders, and he spent a lot of his formative years and he's in a milk brother too. Sorry. Right. So it's it's. It's kind of like being homeschooled, except mm-hmm. you don't ever talk to anyone ever. Yeah. He doesn't know how to people. But that's great He acting. doesn't know how to handle himself. He doesn't know how to interact with people. Again, we got the, is that why you drink? Is that why you're going to see your therapist? <laughs> exactly. Just like, that's not yeah, normal. Naive. And he doesn't know it. Mm-hmm. He's just not in touch with people. Right. But so no. he may learn more as the series goes on, but right now he just has no idea. Well, how he's to my favorite that. on the show. I know, man. right? He's, yeah. my, he's the coolest. He's just tiny and adorable, and you want to take him home. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I I, I have a drink with him, and I want to wrap him up in a blanket and show him a movie. <laughs> that's, <laughs> you that's that's where I'm going. I'll get him drunk and send him home to you then. Huh? That is not what I was looking <laughs> oh, for. Okay. okay, we are way off topic. <laughs> Howard, do you have any final thoughts on the episode? Uh, um, sorry, the sister is evil, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Mark my words, she will be. Yep, I wrote it down on my paper. Why is the sister evil? Then, um, of course, Dash. I'm hoping that he doesn't like. He doesn't get. Mal- 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 he doesn't get turned around, pretty much. I'm hoping that Lord doesn't cross him in the end. I really hope that that vision she had, that the sister had of them in the milk bath, that it's just a setup. Like, maybe Vega is just there to throw everybody off. I'm so just, at this point, we're into predictions. Right. So let's let's bit. do Sorry. that. Let's No, that's okay. <laughs> let's, let's swing into predictions and let's talk about that. There we go. And now... You're after Buzz TV. And the light show. I love it. So please continue. <laughs> so yeah, I'm hoping that that milk bath scene, that she, that Laura is just there for a big surprise. Witnessing? Right. Witness. That she's actually looking in on something else. Like when she's saying, okay, they're in there, plug them up. Hopefully it's just, okay, now everybody leave. And then she takes them out or something. But I do see the sister there too. Because she's evil. Uh, Camera? I see um, Wilmer's character getting more suspicious of Dash mm. and really, you know, start looking at him sideways. And I I see... Wait a minute. Hold on. Uh-oh. Raven. Wait a minute. Here we go. Somebody's about, somebody <laughs> might get murdered. Hold on. Wait a minute. Oh, no. It's like, no. Um, I if see, someone gets murdered, they haven't been doing their job. <laughs> <laughs> I see um, Arthur and Agatha. I see them two really being bad mm. and you know getting Dash and Vega and I don't know I can you know Dash I mean um, Arthur wants to be a big brother you know that's why he said what did he say when he had the drinks like oh you might be ready for this you might be more ready than I thought you were so I think he wants trying to get his little brother tough that's why he wants to ease him in slow but still Agatha's a big I don't know I see something with Arthur and Agatha uh-huh. I don't know what but something with them two is going to have some friction in the show and I'm very intrigued that you see everything Arthur does as, oh, well, he's just trying to protect his brother, but you see what Agatha does as straight-up evil, despite <laughs> no. the fact that she's working for the same goal. Well, no, what I'm saying is I I see both of them looking out for the brother, but just because Vega's in there, 
I feel they may, I mean, they might even do whatever they can do to get her out the picture. So they might have to do some shice or some shade to get her out the picture, even though she might not do anything. But just the fact that her brother's so close and really confides in her, they feel like, wait a minute, what about us? So I don't know. I mean, we'll have to see. So you think they'll force the ends to justify the means then? There you go. I think I'm still waiting to see. We got the glimpse of that one guy on the last day of pre-crime, and we Uh. haven't seen him again. So I'm waiting for him to show up as one of the heads of Hawkeye or someone who's pulling the strings in the background. Yeah. I We haven't seen that guy again, and I'm waiting for him to come back around. I can't wait to see what Charlie does, where he winds yeah. up, because Agatha wants a man somebody. on... Well, Agatha wants a man on the inside, and Charlie has been manipulated like crazy, and uh-huh. Arthur can do identities. So they're going to put him in the police force or the government or something. So you're Charlie so Arthur I'm and waiting. Agatha working together already. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, they all do. I'm waiting for that to happen, and I'm waiting for it to backfire spectacularly. <laughs> And I kind of want a backstory episode with the doctor that works with them. Yeah. I want to know more about this guy. How yeah. did he get into pre-crime? Yeah. What is he doing? What are they? I want to see more with that. You know, Fox, we need a whole, like, a whole bunch of just backstory episodes because we're well, we lost. I just want to know a little bit more, like a side episode. We do. Show me your flashbacks. And, <laughs> and I'm waiting for, we had a throwaway line about Vega not wanting to get therapy and having not mm. dealt with the implications of her father's death. And I'm waiting for that to come right back Explode. around and hit her in the face. Yeah. Lots of foreshadowing in here. I can't wait. <laughs> All right. Well, that is our show for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Cameron, where can the people find you? Hey, find me at Cameron Penny on Instagram and it'll take you to my whole world. Howard. Alrighty, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Howard the Third. And I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Kiajay, and on Snapchat at Kia Prime. That's K I A X E T, and I hope you guys can spell Kia Prime. I am also on a ton of other after shows Z Nation, Blindspot, The Muppets, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is going to start in just a few minutes. And I write articles for The Movie Chick. That's Chick with two Ks. Thank you guys so much for watching tonight, and we will see you in the future. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 